welcome back to the Pint of Politics podcast. This is episode number 58. Um, when will it end? The answer is never. It will never end. It will never end. Um, how you doing, Liam? You all right? I'm absolutely fantastic, mate. I've been in a banging mood this week. I think it's the weather. When you wake up and it's not dark, it's kind of sunny out, it's not freezing. Every day the degrees are above 10. Yeah, hey, this is a northern summer in my eyes. It's very nice. Yeah, it is the I was saying that today. The, weather, the weather's quite nice. It does uh, does lift your mood a bit, doesn't it? Hundred percent, mate. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, no Sam this week. He's busy in the toilets in the House of Commons. That's all he said. Um, <laughs> um, so, no yeah. oligarch this week. No, yeah. So, um, have, you, have you got a drink, Liam, or are you not drinking? I'm not drinking, you know, at the moment. I do apologise. I've got. Do you know what? I've got a proper hectic April because we've got the knobbers away start of the month, and then on that Saturday we've got Blackburn away, and then after that I'm going to London for the full weekend because we've got Luton away. Weirdly enough, we've got a Luton fan on later, but we'll save that. Yeah, um, got fucking Luton away, mate, and then on the same night Tyson Fury's fighting Dylan White, so I'm going to the fight as well. So I'm saving the pennies, mate. No drinking for me this month. I'll say this as a concerned friend. Uh, I hope you die, actually, in that month at some point. That'd be funny. Or end up in a hospital. I'd be highly, highly disappointed. I'd be highly disappointed if you didn't think that, mate, to be honest. Yeah. But there you go, mate. There you go. Um, I'm drinking. I've got a proper, proper weird one this week, right? So uh, it's come from one of those... Uh, random beer boxes. It's a Brewdog, uh, Brewdog beer in collaboration with Icebreaker Brewery. Uh, it's called Cold Alliance. The beer. It's an IPA infused with chili. So I haven't tried any of it yet. So it's going to be a live taste test. I'll give it a sniff. Cool, I'll give it a smell first. Hmm. You can't really smell the chili. It just it smells like an IPA. Hang on. Um, it's all right. It is a bit spice, like a bit of spice in there, which is weird. <laughs> but it's strict. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Have another sip, God. Yeah, it's weird. It tastes predominantly like IPA, but it's got a bit of chili in it. And it's weird. Like it does, it's spice, it's like a bit spicy, not like fuck, like blow me head off spicy, but it's spicy. Don't quit your day job to become a beer connoisseur, will you? It's, yeah, mate. This is what I mean. I'm not one of these dickheads who's like, oh, yeah, it's hoppy. It leaves like a, a citrusy note on the tongue. And uh, yeah, you can really taste the, 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 the barrel that it was, that it was brewed in, like all that shit. But it's all right. It's drinkable. I will finish it. I probably wouldn't order it in a pub, but it's not as bad as I feared it might be. I was expecting like a full-on chilli hit and I was a bit worried. But there you go. Um, so that's that. We're going to talk about Roman Abramovich. Um, he's had a good good week, by all accounts. Um, I mean, it's, to be fair, it's a shame it's Sam, isn't it, to be fair, because he is a Chelsea fan. Um, but Andy is an oligarch. Andy, yeah, Andy's Russian as well. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I don't know, really. What, 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 where do we want to start with it? What do, what do you think about it all, Liam? Do you think, do you think it's justified? What is your sort of views on it? Yeah, of course it's justified. He, um, it's been fairly obvious that he's been sort of Putin's puppet in the UK for ages. It's um, the fact that he was even allowed to buy the club in the first place just shows how disgusting the setup here is. I mean. Before we even get into Abramovich, friends of the Kremlin have been calling London the fucking laundry for years. It's been known like every high rise in London now, pretty much, give or take, is owned by an Arab, a Russian or a Chinese person. The majority of it's dirty as fuck money that's just being cleaned in London. And we're just more than happy. Well, not me personally, but this country's more than happy to accept it. So that's the first thing. So Abramovich buying Chelsea to wash money. It was allowed to happen. So the fact that there's such outrage now when he bought the club, what, 18 years ago, it just shows how hypocritical this country is because no one gave a fucking shit when he bought it before. But now, now it's like come to light with the whole war situation. Now all of a sudden it's absolutely abhorrent. And it's hypocritical as well because you've got, you've got Newcastle as well, who's 
fucking owners, the, the state that they belong to, beheaded 81 people the other day, which is the highest in the country's history. And no one's saying, well, people are saying about that, but the government aren't sanctioning Saudi Arabia, are they? Or sanctioning them. It's just, the whole thing is just, again, social justice warrior bullshit. I do agree that um, with Abramovich being sanctioned, but the sort of reaction of the media is just so hypocritical. It's like, where were, your, where were all you pricks 18 years ago when you bought the club? No one gave a fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is very much a sort of the media, and especially recently, they sort of jump on whatever the the sort of popular thing is, I guess, and they, you know, whatever the status quo opinion is, and at the moment, it happens to be against Abramovich, um, which is definitely fair enough. If you know he's got links with with you know the, the Kremlin, Russia, and all this kind of uh, this kind of thing, so obviously, yeah, th- these are the kind of individuals that we need to be targeting if we're if we're not going to get involved in in you know Russia and Ukraine's conflict with military assistance and this is you know economic sanctions are the way to go about it in terms of attacking Russia indirectly um but I will say that you know like as, there's been a lot of shit on the Twitter and that and like I will say that I do feel so I do feel sorry for the Chelsea fans um I'm, I don't really I don't particularly give a shit about Chelsea as a team I know you probably don't feel sorry for them but uh, no nah, like as, as as a football fan I kind of do because you know, for them. Nah, I mean, nothing bad's going to happen, though, to be fair. This is the problem. Like, nothing's going to actually come... Fuck a lot of them. (laughs) Fuck every single one of them. And fuck Sam as well. Fuck a lot of them, mate. I hate that fan base more than any of it. In fact, no, I'm not going to press and take the time I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Chelsea fans, mate. Like, they are just the epitome of cesspit of people. I fucking hate them. I am so happy that this is happening to them. I hope that they go to bed and cry themselves sleep. I hope they go fucking bust, mate. Fuck the lot of them. This is the best thing to ever happen to any fan base in the world. They were more than happy lapping up Russian money when they were successful. And now the club's going to be extinct, mate. I am going to wank myself to death every day that that club is extinct. I am so happy about it. It's not going to be... It's not, they're not going to go extinct, though, are they? Let's be fair. No, but just let me have the moment where at least there's a chance that let it you might have happen. the wet, the wet dream. The wet dream. Every night has been <laughs> fucking tug before bed. Sweet Chelsea, are going bust. I'm, I'm so happy, mate. And I, yeah, fuck Sam as well. Fuck him and his little. <laughs> I wish feelings. he was. He can... I wish he was here. You know. I wish yeah, he was. Yeah, I wish he was here. He'd be absolutely loving this. Nah, and no, I mean, no, he did get wound. He did get wound up though. Make no mistake. But no, uh, from the perspective, I mean, to be fair. <laughs> I'm I'm not like like I say I don't particularly care about Chelsea as a team, you know whatever. But it is shit as the fact that the football fan the fans are the ones who are having to be caught in the crossfire of it. You know if this was if this was if this was like Blackpool for instance, and you had dodgy owners and they were giving you loads of like nah put, I'm gonna put you in, I'm gonna put you in the in the shoes of Chelsea fans here. If Blackpool if Blackpool we, had like Russian owners. Not be in the shoes. We did have dodgy no, owners. No, 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 no. In this in this situation, right? Say you were you were Blackpool. Roman Abramovich comes in. He's Russian. You know his money's a bit dodgy, but he'll say, Do you know, what, fuck it. I'm gonna you're gonna win everything. Literally win everything. Um, yeah, you're gonna be one of the best teams in the country. You know, be world champions even. Um, you you're gonna say, oh well, where's your money come from, mate? You're telling me you do that. I would like to think that my moral compass is more than just football. Fuck off. I Shut be, up. Shut up. You are talking absolute shit. You are talking out of your ass, and you know it. You are. You are. Oh, fuck, Chelsea. fuck Chelsea. Fuck Roman Abramovich. <laughs> Mate, you're talking shit. No, right, so you're telling me if some, if some fucking like yeah some Russian oligarch comes sweeping in now and is going to buy the McDonald's would you be lapping that up would you 100% oh, you're a sellout 100% if someone if someone came if someone I don't care what human rights abuses they've been involved <laughs> in if they if they promised that MK Dons are going to win the Champions League within five seasons and it happens I don't give a fuck where their Wait, money that, comes from that reminds it reminds me of some tweet or something they some guy put because Stan Collymore made a tweet saying would you accept this if you knew where it's come from from and someone quote tweeted and put, I wouldn't give a shit if Adolf Hitler, Harold Shipman, and Fred West were the backroom team if we won a Champions League, mate. I, it is that I mean, obviously, I don't agree with it, but it's not my it's not my place to go. Oh, these people shouldn't be owning football clubs. It's the government's place. The government, if the government should be sorting this out and saying, right, people like this can't own businesses in the UK. 
you know, football clubs are businesses. It's not my place. So if, if someone came, and I, mate, it depends on how dodgy, obviously. Like, if they'd, like, murdered loads of people with their bare hands, then, yeah, obviously, I'd be like, okay, no. But, like, Roman no, he, he, is, he is part of a state that is currently bombing loads he of is, people. He is, he is. But he's also donated, he's also... um. Didn't he also say he was going to donate the set if he could sell Chelsea? He can't now. But didn't he say he was going to donate that money to Ukraine or the Ukrainian charities? And he donated like loads of money to the NHS and stuff like that. So he's not a Jimmy massive Savile villain. Do- Jimmy Savile donated loads of money to the NHS. It doesn't mean he should be owning a football club I, either, does it? I know. But my point is that he's not the worst of the worst. And if, if, if Roman Abramovich was MK Don's owner, I wouldn't have any complaints. I wouldn't have any complaints. Alan. Your mate, what he gets up to in his spare time is nothing to do with me. <laughs> mate, you're telling me, I can't believe you're telling me that you wouldn't you wouldn't like enjoy the success of Blackpool if the money that they they would the, the money that was getting them that success was a bit dodgy. You can't tell me that you wouldn't be in fucking Lisbon in the Champions League final watching Blackpool lift the trophy. Of course I fucking would. Don't be well, there insane. you go then. Well there you go. That's literally what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying I, mean, I agree with it. Though. I wouldn't say I agree with it, but I don't. I don't care. No, more. Huh? The question you're asking me though is, would you're, the question you're asking me is, would I like it if one of these people came and bought the club? No, I wouldn't like it. If in ten years down the line we were stood in fucking Munich playing Barcelona in the final, and fucking Josh Bowler's just rounded the keeper to make it three-one, and we've just lifted the league, uh, the Champions League. Then obviously yeah, I would enjoy I mean. that. Obviously, but, no, obviously the, if, the initial purchase of the club. No, the initial, like the initial purchase should be like, well, this is a bit dodgy. But if he's minted, then <laughs> you know what I mean, it can go one of two ways, though. Really, can't it? Football is pretty much the only thing in the world that would make any man go against their morals. It is, yeah. Football is the only. I can't think of anything else that would make me abandon my moral, uh, like standpoints than the prospect of MK Dons winning the European Championship. Why did I call it the European Championship? It's not even what it's called, the European Cup. Um, I, there's nothing that would make me abandon my morals more than that, I don't think. But yeah, it, it, going back to the point, <laughs> it's what really sidetracked, Anna. Maybe we'll ask the Luton fan later what he'd think. Oh, definitely. We've got to ask him. Yeah. But um, no, you know what I mean? And that's, it's, it's, it is, it is, I agree with him being sanctioned. It's essentially the be all and end all. But I agree with the fact that Roman Bramovich. Uh, has tie, dodgy ties and should be sanctioned. Simple as that. But I, I, I mean, I don't really particularly care that much, but I do feel a bit for some Chelsea fans because at the end of the day, it's nothing to do with it. It's not their fault. It's not their fault though, is it? This is the thing. Like, But then again, I was also laughing at Derby fans when they were about to get liquidated. So, I don't know. It depends. Chelsea fans are far worse than if I, no, if, I, if I was like a rival fan, if I was like a rival of Chelsea, I'd be lapping this up, make no mistake. Like the people who say like, oh, if you if you want to see like your rivals go bust, then you're an idiot. Like you're not a real football fan. Bollocks. If AFC Wimbledon went bust tomorrow, I would be running up and down the streets of Leeds with my knob out. <laughs> like it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's complete. It's one of them. I know what you're saying. It would be like if PNE went bust, mate. It would just be the funniest thing ever. But equally so, it'd be kind of sad though to lose your rivals. Well, it would. It would be. It, it wouldn't be sad. It'd be hilarious. But you would feel sort of like slightly grieved because the best, the best, well, the best, games, the best and yeah. the worst games are the ones when you play your rivals. Yeah, you miss yeah, the game. When you play your yeah. rivals, there's nothing like the hatred and like everything. It is mint, mate. When we beat them early this season, was fucking rubbing the noses in it. It was absolutely class. But equally so, it would be hilarious if they went boss. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because yeah. it is funny, but then after a few years, you'd be like, oh shit. Like obviously, we've got rivalries with like Burnley and Bolton and them, man. But that's not on the same level as. The hatred that wasn't yeah. um, wasn't fucking pressed and I've like yeah yeah no exactly um but yeah I mean uh, that obviously that's the Abramovich thing there's not really not really much you can say about it he's been he's been sanctioned he's been Chelsea. sanctioned by the EU have you seen what? have you seen that within the past like twenty minutes he's just been sanctioned by the EU as well now and has he the EU law is different to the UK so in the UK we can just like freeze assets but oh, the right. EU law is that they will seize assets as well oh, so he's, he's been he's been moving like his yachts to like Montenegro and that. 
which isn't part of the EU. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's getting um, the EU going to be getting stuck into all of his goods now. So he has oh, actually nice. fully booked it, mate. Yeah, no, I saw. I also did see a tweet from Chelsea saying they want the um, game against Middlesbrough to be held behind closed doors. They've withdrawn it now as well. Yeah, that, yeah. Come out, yeah. Fuck yeah. me. That you were that because you're like, it's not in the integrity of the game. It's like, fuck me. You are the last team in world football who can possibly be making that shout at the minute. Yeah. The last team. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm glad they retracted it. Is that Stamford Bridge, isn't it? That was meant to be. A, it's going to be a Stamford no, Bridge. It's a, it's oh, a, it's a um, Riverside, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, well, then fuck that then. They have absolutely no legs to stand on with that. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, and the thing is, they've sold... Um, I've seen that they got given 4,600. Um, they flogged 600 of them already. And then the club were going to try and give away the other 4,000 to the fans because they're like, well, they're useless to us anyway. And even the, even the, the, like, the FA have sold to fuck off for that. Like, well, you can't even give, give them away. can't even give them away. And they're like, but what, what does it make? We're not making any money from it. And they're like, fuck you. And I'm wow. all for it, mate. It's class. I love it. Brutal. I hope it's they brutal. never get to watch a live game ever again. Nah, they'll be back. They'll be back, mate. But they, they'll be back. There's even talk of like a Saudi consortium, isn't it, taking them over? Fuck have you seen me. that? <laughs> that'd just be from one immoral from one to another really but yeah it goes back to your point of hip- hypocrisy you know Newcastle United like you say owned by Saudi Arabians and one of the they've got one of the worst human rights record of a, of a country um, next, you'll see the, next you'll see the Taliban buying 30% <laughs> stake in Arsenal yeah literally like where's the line like it, it definitely you know you, it's if you come down hard on Abramovich fair enough but you've got to come down on other teams who are also owned yeah, well, I mean, Newcastle mate, is the main one that comes to mind. That would be that would be a good question for the audience, actually. What terrorist group do you think would suit each football club? Because Burnley would have to be ISIS, because their football is just pure terrorism on the field. <laughs> which football team would buy a football be suited running a... Uh, which terrorist, which group terrorist group would be good to run a football team? Yeah, Burn, um, Burnley's got to be ISIS, because some of the tackles I've seen, they are basically trying to behead... Celtic could be the IRA, for obvious Oh, 100%, reasons. yeah. And then you'd have to have um, the UVF as the Rangers. Yeah, I don't know who'd I don't know who'd run MK. Um, Somebody uh, shit and insignificant. Yeah, like a rubbish terrorist group. Like a rubbish right wing group, like the EDL, like who are like not even terrorists, nah. but just nah. What were they called? The the BMP. They were kind of terrorists. That guy who fucking went on that bombing campaign. He yeah, was, yeah, he, was yeah. pointless and he was pointless and irrelevant. He can be uh, MK Don's yeah. owner. Okay, maybe yeah, we'll go for that. We'll go for that. Um, Cool. We'll move on from that. It was meant to be about Roman Bramovich, but ended up talking about which terror groups we want to run our football teams. Um, <laughs> this is yeah. the Pint of Politics podcast. You don't get this on, you don't get this on the BBC, do you? <laughs> Fuck me. Um, <laughs> let's go on to the tweet of the week. What you got for us? Right, so I've got a belter here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting big things. You said you had a good one. Right, so... <laughs> It was that. Um, it, it was from a page, you know, like the "What the fuck did I just read?" page on Twitter. Mm. So I'm guessing it was off Reddit. It looks like a, a Reddit and a sub. Yeah, it's a subreddit. So someone put, "If I caught Zelensky in bed with my girlfriend, I'd ask him how many sugars he took in his coffee, then took him in." And someone replied saying, "I'd grab his hips and start thrusting them into my wife so we could rest a little bit. Then I'd get him some breakfast and hopefully produce a son with balls the size of Crimea, just like he has." Fuck Putin. Brilliant. I like that. I like that. Um, my tweet of the week is from it's from a um, it's from a Leicester City like fan group on Facebook. Um, <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, so this is some guy posting on this group. He says, "Cracking result! What a win!" I don't know after what game, whoever they beat recently. Um, Cracking result! What a win! But. James Madison, shame on you for not even taking a second to glance at my son, Isaac. You were so close to us whilst warming up. Isaac spent hours making his sign to tell him he's his idol. He ignored that, then went and gave his boots to some kid who ran on the pitch. Maybe we should encourage Isaac to break the rules instead of waiting and hoping patiently. He's definitely not my idol. Skilled player, but forgot the basics of kindness. <laughs> Quick add-on, my lad only wanted to get his shirt, if he was lucky enough, by the way, to give to his sister who suffers with severe autism. Just to compound it, just to drive it home. Um... And then the, the son had a headline the next day saying... James Madison hates children with autism. <laughs> yeah, literally. I definitely, it's definitely bollocks that last bit. 
Yeah, I'm calling it. The thing it. is, this whole this whole kids holding signs or anyone holding signs, it's kind of like I swear that this has blown up even more this season. It used to happen from time to time, but every fucker's at the game with the sign now. It's like just go yeah, and walk. It's, it's 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 a pandemic of kids going to games and holding up signs. But it does my it does my tits in. Like it really up that annoys me. I don't know why, but it's so like it, it seems really American to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really American. Like it's something that they do. Um, and also, what equally annoys me is kids running on the pitch and like getting the shirts and that, and asking for the shirts. Because I know they're kids, but if that was me running on the pitch, I'm slapped with a three year ban in order. <laughs> I am like that's just how it is. You know what I mean? But just because they're kids, like <laughs> fuck it, man. The arm of the law should come down on them just as hard. Yeah, ban them for three, three years. Three year ban them for three, three years, year mate. Ban them for three years. It's a controversial <laughs> statement. People are like, oh, just kids. They want to meet. Fuck them. Fuck them, ban them, or if failing that, failing that, ban their parents, ban the parents because they're responsible for them. The parents are probably the ones who go, Go on, go on, go and get a shirt because they know they get away with it because they're kids. Bullshit, mate. I'm not, I'm not having it, I'm not having it. Um, <laughs> that's my crucial. Go the extra second, say any, any children who run on the pitch must spend at least one night with Gary Glitter. I'll tell you what, at least, at least, at least, at least, you vile man. If Stuart, <laughs> if Stuart, do you remember that? that tweet a few weeks ago if stewards had guns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just picking up just picking off fucking 10 year olds as they run <laughs> that'd be more entertaining than the march mate most of the time it probably would be i watched i watched mk wigan the other day and um that was a fucking snooze fest but i'll tell you what would have livened it up a few fucking snipers <laughs> I swear we should put in fact you were saying before we don't want to Americanize the game. I think we should. We'll get a couple of them school shooters in the crowd. And then every single time a fucking delinquent runs on the pitch, you just get a fucking rocket launcher right out. It would make oh, the game so much more interesting. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um what was I gonna do? Talk this about episode's else. been quite ruthless so far, hasn't it? Has it has been. I don't know if there's anything I need to edit out yet, though. I think we've just been quite brutal. Uh, no, I think it's just been on the cusp of, like, it's in between. <laughs> we're on, it's we're on the borderline. We're touching, we're the... we're touching cloth. Um, and it's now... You've had, that, you've had that spicy beer. You've added a little bit of salt-based spice. Added a bit of spice to, to it. Added a bit of spice to it. I mean, uh, fucking, it doesn't bode well, because the next topic we're going to talk about is transgenderism. Um... No, nah, but no, 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 no. I'm not going to make jokes about it because it's about Sophie Kakoran, who has been on like a moral crusade against um, transgender people. That's basically what, I, basically, I was struggling for topics. So I thought, what's the topic that we, like just a general political topic that we should, that we should talk about um, that we don't really mention. Um Obviously, like, I don't know, maybe it would have been nice to get someone who is um, like from like the trans community on. But as it happens, we haven't. And I don't know anyone. So, uh, sorry, you're just going to have to deal with two straight white men talking about the issue of transgenderism, which is exactly what the movement wants. But... Um, we're not gonna. Nah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna sit here and go. Fuck you know. I'm sick of these. Fuck. You know what I mean. We're not like pub dads who like think that, you know, it's all ridiculous and it's like woke mob gone too far. So it's fine. Um, no, the reason I sort of brought it up is this whole like. It's Sophie Kikoran gave me the inspiration for this. So thanks, Sophie, if you're listening. Um, she's not listening. Um, because she was sort of going on a bit of a crusade recently about. Uh, trans people. She was getting upset about quite a, a number of things associated with like trans issues. She was getting upset about the thought of um, like trans women using female toilets, um, and she was saying, "Oh, this is you know this is dangerous, and you know these are men." In her argument is, they, "These are men in tra- in you know women's toilets," and she's getting annoyed about a few other things as well. You know stuff like she was claiming that like. Uh, that people are trying to censor the word woman and like being, she was like, Oh, how can I not? I, I've been told I can't identify as a woman or being told I can't call myself a woman, which is obviously complete bollocks and just like begging to be a victim. But what are your view? What's your sort yeah, of view? She more, she, huh? she more identifies as a fucking scarecrow. Have you seen her? <laughs> 
No wonder she doesn't get identified as a woman. Like, not even fucking 12 pints deep have I been any, anywhere near anything as fucking vile and disgusting as that. And believe me, if you saw my list, mate, I need putting down. I'm an animal. And even I wouldn't fucking take that out for a drink. Jesus Christ. She's just a bitter, twisted bitch, mate. I yeah. just don't, like, the whole trans debate, right? Whenever people ask me, well, what's your opinion on trans? Like, they ask like it's such a controversial topic. I literally just couldn't give a fuck. Like, if that's how they want to live their life, who yeah. the fuck am I to judge? And who am I? to tell them what they can and can't do like it's just such a, an insignificant it means nothing to my life at all like either way it doesn't mean anything to my life if that's if like if someone is trans and that is how they want to live their life and that's the happiest they'll be in themselves that's how they feel that's how they feel in themselves when fucking leave them to it who cares what they do like no yeah. one gives a shit about what i do at the weekend besides yeah, yeah. maybe your mates and i don't give a shit about me so why do you give a shit about like trans people it doesn't affect my life in the slightest and if you actually get angered by it, I don't know. It's it's like why are you getting angry about something that doesn't affect your life? It just doesn't yeah. make sense. I think, like, I, yeah, me, yeah. I, I think I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think her argument is that like um, you know, uh, like trans women shouldn't be allowed to use female toilets. She was saying, well, that does affect her. Well, she would say, oh, that does affect her because you know she doesn't feel safe or whatever. But I mean, I don't too far. I don't know. I haven't done any research on this, but I don't know how many incidents there have been i don't know that there have been many incidents of any sort of violence against women or like sexual harassment by trans women on women i feel like that's i mean i could be wrong i could be, it being, probably, you know, it could be too, if we're being i could be being horrific if we're being 100 honest it probably has happened like i've got no doubt that it will have happened at some point yeah yeah i bet you if you statistically looked at it it'd be no more than a woman being assaulted in any other form of life. Like, attack on women is fucking vile no matter what it is. And there probably is people who are pretending to be trans who are, who are, or who are trans who are just who have done something abhorrent like that. But that's not because they are trans that they've done yeah, that. Yeah. It's, it's not a reflection fucking, on the, the whole yeah, trans community. It's, it's, it's that person's a fucking nutcase, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's she's basically she's attempting, she's basically just attempting to like pigeonhole um yeah. people, really. And you know, it's 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 not it's not it's not nice in that sense. It's she's sort of portraying that all, you know, all trans women are uh, some sort of threat, which is probably not true in the slightest. You think about the journey that people who are uh, transgender go on. They're probably just grateful that they've gotten to a point where they're actually, they feel comfortable that they can go and use whatever toilet they feel most comfortable using. They're not going to be thinking, majority of them, vast, vast majority of them, they're not going to be thinking, Oh fucking hell! Yeah, this is great. Now I can attack other women. You know what I mean? It's it's complete. You know what I mean? They're, they're they've gone on such a like emotionally exhausting journey. I'm pretty sure they're just at that point thinking, "All right, I'm. It's nice. It's comfortable. work and I can finally do what I feel comfortable doing, and I'm grateful for that." And I I get the I do to a small extent understand the concern, but equally, like you said. It's probably no more because, to be fair, if someone's that hell bent on sexual violence against women, what's going to stop a man just going into the women's toilets anyway, regardless of whether they're trans, um, you know, were a man at birth and they're now a woman? There's no, if they're that hell bent on it, they'll just do it anyway. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, I feel like it's neither here nor there. Um, but what I did say is that someone, I quote tweeted, one of the safety tweets, as I always do, because I'm obsessed, um, on the Pint of Politics page. And someone said, oh, you know, um, <clears throat> someone said, uh, oh, that's, um, she's making a very valid point, you know, sexual violence against women, you know, the, w- the women should have safe spaces, 100%. Um, trans women are women, by the way. Um, but they, 100%, you know, women should have safe spaces. It doesn't mean you can exclude trans women from it. But also, like, I think also there should be, um, like, gender neutral toilets, quite a good idea. Like, I work in, like I say, I work in a student union, and obviously that's very, you know, student unions compared to, I'd say, most other public places, very progressive places. Obviously, yeah. students generally are a bit more progressive, a bit more liberal. And we've got they've got gender neutral toilets there. And that's, you know, they're not they're not like mixed. They're just like sort they're basically like disabled toilets. Obviously, you don't have disabled facilities in them. They're like one toilet. Um, so you can't have like multiple people in there at once. But there's like a few of them dotted around. So people who maybe don't feel comfortable going in either can go in that one. And that's fine. Um, so I just, I just think it's like, it's massively like trying to make a big issue out of something that's not a big issue. And like you say, like, why, why should we care what someone, how someone wants to live their life? Cause by and large, it's not going to affect you. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident, you know, w- women go out 
in on like nights out and go to the pubs and stuff. They're more worried about like men spiking their drinks and fucking yeah. getting attacked in that way. They're not thinking, oh fuck, what if there's a trans woman in the toilet who wants to fucking attack yeah. me? Because that's just so unlikely and so far at the back of their mind. And it's, it's that, I swear that argument is only that, that argument is only used by bigots who who like yeah have an issue. It with is the only the only argument I ever see that's like against trans like people who are trans is is like that like the bathrooms issue and stuff. And the other one I see as well is um, the whole like sporting events stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, like trans women competing in like weightlifting and stuff like that and being and like smashing the competition out of the water. That's a bit, I mean, I can understand, that, I can sympathize with that what? slightly. That's what I was going to say. I don't like this might be a controversial opinion. It probably is in this day and age, but that I actually, I see the sort of the, the argument for that. Like that, for that, like the, the toilet thing, I think is just completely is ignorant. Like you wouldn't walk into a train station and see like an Asian person with a backpack on and be like, he's going to blow up the train station. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fucking insane. So why would you have the same opinion if you saw a trans? But like, the, the, also, you, trans- probably, you probably don't even know that they're trans anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. With the sport thing, that one is that's more open to interpretation because I, I do understand right that if if he was like a little girl, you trained your whole life to become like an athlete and then someone who transitioned who's quite clearly bigger than you more phys- like physically stronger than you beats you in a weightlifting competition they get gold you get silver or whatever how you would feel so upset that you'd give your whole life yeah, yeah. to them and then you've been beaten by what what could be deemed unfair that argument like i don't think that that's there's anything wrong with having that discussion because that is more of a fair argument. The argument of like trans people attacking people in toilets, like I say, it probably has happened before, but like it's not going to be out of the norm compared to like other statistics of crime against women. Unfortunately, people are cunts in general and do these yeah, things yeah, to exactly, women. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, yeah, the, the sport thing that that's yeah, tricky. The sport, the sport thing is honest, a bit more nuanced, isn't I, it? It's a bit more nuanced. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't. To be honest, I don't know enough about the whole statistics in the sport thing. Just from, I might be being ignorant. Like, if anyone's listening to this and thinks I'm being ignorant and can present some hard evidence or facts to say otherwise, then I'm all open. I'm not a fucking. I'm not. Uh, I'm not dogmatic. You know what I mean? I'm open yeah, to yeah. Um, to opinions. But just, just for me, with that one, I don't know. It just doesn't sit quite right about it. Yeah, um, I, I, I get. I, 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 I yeah. I feel like there should be a discussion around that, but like I say, if some if someone's got anything to throw at me, that's but I mean to be fair, me. like I mean, what people might say is, yeah, there was the particularly high profile incident of uh, the trans woman was the New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard, who's a trans woman, but she, I mean, she was in the Olympics and didn't even win. She came second, I think, um, to I think it was a Chinese uh, athlete, and like she was fucking massive and just be a um so i mean you know you could argue that it's not as much of an issue but yeah i i, I can understand that maybe a bit more um but even still I, I i just don't give i like you said earlier i just don't care like i don't i don't care if you how you want to live your life is absolutely nothing to do with me it should be no no one else's business but your own and you know like say if you want a yeah if you want a uh transition you want to go from male to female you want to go from female to male you want to you know you want to identify as non-binary whatever like do whatever you want i'd literally uh, it's i don't have a strong opinion on it either way i, I mean i suppose my opinion was it my opinion of it is that i don't care and therefore that it's fine like i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh fucking hell this is ridiculous it's all gone too far like i feel, I feel like the, the right wing as well they portray like i mean i'd Probably, I'd probably consider us both, both quite liberal. The right wing see liberals as like this big social movement who are defenders of like the rights of everyone. Like I'm not. I just could not give a fuck. Yeah, like, I think the whole. I think liberalism summed up is it's just I we don't, don't care. give a fuck. Like, just, <laughs> do, just do as long as you're not fucking touching kids. Just do what you fucking want. Like I literally couldn't give a fuck. 100%, that's literally you. the extent of my beliefs. If, if, if you can do whatever you want, as long as it's not harming anyone else, and being transgender is not harming anyone else. There's, there's as many arguments as that people on the like the socially conservative side want to present that it is harming people and it's 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 bad and it's always it's not. There's nothing wrong with it. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. It's simple as that. But I don't see why people are so concerned. Uh, Sophie Kakoran, if you're listening, I don't see why people are so concerned with what other people have got between their legs, what they do or don't have, yeah, what they choose to do. It's such a weird weird sort of, I mean, if anything the phrase socially conservative implies that you stay out of people's lives 
in a way because conservative <laughs> is you're away you know conservatism is you know being withdrawn um but they're so concerned about so many and it's you know it's it's just one of these debates that i think is gonna is gonna f- sort of flourish uh and it will sort of become more and more prevalent over the re- over like coming years but it'll be like when like with gay rights it'll be like something that people are like oh no we're not sure and then people just be like actually well it's who cares anymore you know what i mean yeah. even like i feel, cons- like, I feel like even the conservative party that like that at one point will be like oh like it doesn't matter because you know they're like, not massively outspoken against it anyway but it's i feel like with with like tra- like being transgender it's kind of like a newer thing obviously like when yeah when, it is like, yeah, yeah. Be, being gay has been like people have been openly gay for fucking how long it's been, it was made legal, was it 1968 or something? It's yeah, been 60, and, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it got to like the 80s and then so, yeah, like the, the mid-80s, it was really bad, like homophobia. Sort of the last, like, especially in my lifetime, it's it's not that, I don't think that homophobia is bad. When you watch documentaries about what it was like in the 80s and stuff, it's nowhere near as bad now. It's kind of like pretty much everyone accepts it. Like older people, if you speak to like old people, they're usually still a bit like, Ugh. but like they're old and they're going to be dead soon, so who cares? <laughs> yeah. um, whereas like young people like ourselves, it's just like we don't care. Whereas like being trans, obviously I'm not doubting that people were trans back then. They were probably just too scared to, to yeah, come yeah, to the yeah. open with it. Now, because it's more out in the open, that's like the new thing at the minute that people are trying to get their heads around. And as, as horrible as it must be for trans people at the moment having to put up with the bullshit they're putting up with, in like 30 years, 40 years, I mean, it's no fucking consolation to them because they'll be that older themselves. But at least that surely they should take comfort in the fact that it's just at the moment, this is how it is. But in the future, when people are more progressive and develop like, and it's more normalised, they will just not give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. That's that's what I mean. That's that's sort of what I think it's it is quite a new thing. It's even quite new, sort of. I feel like I've sort of grown up, but now I didn't really I don't know if this was just because I was ignorant, but it wasn't really much of a thing when I was like a kid. No, I mean, like that. Whereas I was quite aware of like the fact that there were gay people. Yeah. Um but you know, yeah, transgenderism is definitely I, I like I say it's definitely it's definitely not new. There was there were hundred percent were people who felt like this before and weren't open about it. Um but yeah, like you say, it's gonna be one of those things that people want to get their head around and people want to think about and you know people will be like oh you know this is all wrong and but i think eventually it will, it will get to a point i mean it's not out it's not illegal in the same way that being gay was um but it will get to a point where people are just like well fuck it people want to live their lives how they want to live their lives and it doesn't you know it doesn't affect me in any way shape or form um so yeah it's it's yeah pretty much that Pretty much that. Um, just, just let people do what they fucking basically, want. Basically, yeah, that if is it. it. Just, if, it just, if it doesn't affect your life, then who cares? The day the day that I have 20 transgender people turn up at my house and try and fucking murder me and my entire family, then I might think <laughs> otherwise. But at the moment, they're just fucking yeah. living their lives and doing it's what just, they want. It's just so. weird. I can't imagine get people getting so annoyed about other people doing nothing. Yeah, literally. Like I just can't imagine being one of those people who gets so angry about things all the time. That's but I mean I do moan about a lot of things, but like not actually serious <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um anyway, we'll move on to the worst take of the week. And this isn't gonna be the last feature of today's episode, but it's the second Ooh, there we go. Um sorry, I have to do a burp then. Um uh, what's the worst take of the week? Did I save it to my camera roll? Yeah, I did. Um, it's about um, so this is from James Dellingpole. I don't know if this is real, but I think it's real by the reaction that it got on Twitter. So here we go. While you are being distracted by the Ukraine bollocks, scandalous, horrifying stuff is being revealed about that vaccine you took. But you, but you just keep focusing on Putin like they want. <laughs> Anti-vaxxers are fucking mental. The thing is, I follow this um, this older older lady on, on my Instagram. I used to work with her. She's probably about mid-50s. Thick as a boxing day turd. And fucking, mate, she's like one of these mad conspiracy theorists. And she just, like, she just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, none of it makes sense. So the other day, she was she shared something about how the war in Ukraine wasn't even real. Like it didn't exist. It was just the media portraying it. And and then like in the next day, she's sharing stuff about how 
we should feel sorry for uh, for everyone who's at war and it's um, the height of, of billionaires around the world. And it's like one minute you were saying that the war doesn't exist and now you're saying that we need to feel sorry. Like these conspiracy theories, they just read something that sounds edgy online and then just share it. And then I, they honestly, I honestly like don't, I, these people are just mental. Matt Letitia is the worst, you know, have you seen it? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah hey, right. he's, got, he's got a fucking season ticket for tinfoil hat company. He's <laughs> a fucking knobhead, mate. There he is, he has. Um, right, so like I said, that's not our last feature. Um, normally, we're going to do this in the middle of the episode, this feature, but as it is, it's at the end. Um, this is a new feature, you might have seen it being plugged on our Twitter. It's called House of Commoners. Uh, great name, who thought of that? Oh, yeah, it was me. Um, basically, we are going to have um, a football fan on each week from one team, and they are going to tell us that when well, they're going to tell us a bit about you know their team, football, we're going to do a bit of that. And then they're going to answer 10 questions, five politics questions, and the rest are just sort of just general knowledge. Um, and we're going to give, obviously, they get a mark out of 10, and we're going to compile a league table and try and find who the cleverest fans in England are or the, the thickest fans are in England. So, yeah, here we go. And the first one is in the waiting room now, so I'm going to let him in. The first fan that we've got is a Luton fan, and it is Mike Ward. So let's get him in. Let's get him connected and we'll ask him a few questions. Here we go. Oh. Is he in? Is he in? I can't tell. He's in, but he's maybe he's out. maybe his Wi-Fi is a bit uh He's seen how fucking ugly you are and decided to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me to be fair. Um to be fair, I did say to him quarter past six, so maybe he's like not. Maybe he's gone to do something for a minute. It's 14 past as we speak. Um, but yeah, this so this feature we're going to do every week. So if you want to come on, um, represent your team, then get in touch with us, get in touch with our social media. Um, you know, we'll be more than happy to have any, as many. We want, we want to get someone from every team. And even if we have two from one team, it's fine. We'll, you know, I, I, you know, not every fan is going to be one fan's not going to be a representation of the intelligence of the entire fan base. It's going to be tricky when we get to like the proper shit end teams like Forest Green Rovers and that. We're not going to get. We're no way going to get every single team in the ninety-two on. Absolutely no. We're going to fucking try. We'll try, mate. We'll try. We've got. We've got <laughs> we'll, that means we'll another ninety-one episodes, mate. Yeah, in it. That's what I mean. We'll have to do another. That will take us into well into twenty twenty-three. Easily, easily take us into 2023. Um, oh, we've got two Mike Wards in the, the chat. What's going on here? Oh, here we go. It looks like the second one's... Uh... Oh, the second one's here. Hang on. I'll remove, I'll remove the old is one. Is he in? Oh. Oh, is he in? Is he, is he, he in? I think Can you hear me? I can oh, hear you, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad yourselves. Yeah, man. All good. All good. Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Are you excited? Yeah, absolutely buzzing, especially after you said on the other one that you hate Luton fans. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, I was hoping you didn't listen to that episode. Yeah, unfortunately I did. So I came here to show you that we're all thick as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to ask you a few a few uh, questions about yourself and then we'll get into the actual quiz bit, all right? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So tell us, tell us your name, firstly. It's Mike Ward. What is your what is your age? I am 31 years of age. 31 years of age. You look good for 31, mate. You look good for oh, 31. Oh, cheers. I got that the other day. I got IDs and he thought I was 17. Fucking hell. I wouldn't yeah. ID you. Not with that beard, but... Yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, just, we've already said, but what team do you support? Just to confirm. Luton Town Football Club. Luton Town Football Club, indeed. Uh, how long have you been a Luton Town Football Club fan? Oh, as long as I can remember. Yeah? The family heirloom. What was your first game? Do you remember that? That would probably have been Coventry. I think back in 96 or something. Bloody 96, hell. 97. I was still in my dad's testicles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you say your best ever moment following Luton Town has been? Oh, Johnston's paint trophy winning against Scunthorpe in our minus 30 season. <laughs> what year was that? That was 2008, that was. Nice, nice. Um, and we're going to add this to it. What team do you want to challenge to take on our quiz? 
if you had to, ch- if you think like one fan base is proper thick, who would you challenge? <laughs> Watford. Watford, yeah. Every I thought, day. I thought it would be. I thought it would be Watford. Do you know any Watford fans? Have you got any Watford fans who'd be up for this? No. No, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not friends with them. <laughs> not friends with them. Keep them at arm's length and further. We've got, we've got a couple of other questions we've got to throw in as well. What, was the, worst, what was the worst moment as a Luton fan? It's got to be getting beat by the mighty seasiders, hasn't it? No, it doesn't really register. When you've got that start of the season on minus 30 points, I think uh, I think nothing nothing gets worse than that. Yeah, Fair it's enough. pretty brutal. And the other question, this is just to throw one out there because we want to uh, like analyse who, uh, which which side of the political scale are the smartest and thickest. So are you left-wing, a centrist or right-wing? Where would you uh, put I'd probably say right. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We'll make a note. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing. It's some sort of a moral research here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no ethics in this. Um, but yeah, okay, cool. So how it's going to work, 10 questions. Uh, I'm going to fire them at you. Liam's going to keep track of your score, how many you get right. Um, I'm going to say about sort of 15 seconds to answer them each. So pretty generous, I think. Um, sounds yeah, sounds reasonable. 10 questions. We'll get started with... Question one. What is the capital of Azerbaijan? Baku. Correct. How many different teams have won the Premier League? Ooh, that's a good one. Seven. Correct, yeah. Uh, in what year did Marx and Engels write the Communist Manifesto? Ooh, uh, 1921. Nah, 1848. Um, who is the only British Prime Minister to have ever been assassinated? Oh, what's his name? This is a good pub quiz question, this. That is absolutely solid. Yeah, I'll go past on that one. <laughs> Spencer Percival is his name. You'll remember that now. Um, what animal is the symbol of the US Democratic Party? Democrats is a... One of two. Elephant? <laughs> no, that's the Republicans. It's a donkey. <laughs> oh, I know I'd go for the wrong one. Gutted, gutted. <laughs> Question six. Who are the only football team with a 100% record against Barcelona? Liverpool? It's Dundee United, believe it or not. That is a (laughs) corker of a fact. I love that fact so much. They must have played once. They played them four times, actually. Four times. Yeah, I promise. I promise. (laughs) Look it up. That is a a proper nugget of like, uh, pub quiz knowledge that. I'm writing that down <laughs> yeah you should you should uh, question seven how many of the Beatles are still alive too many uh, two it's two yeah it's two you're not a fan of the Beatles I hate the Beatles oh, overrated what? They overrated oh, fuck love to um, keep my opinion down south you know? <laughs> you come anywhere above Birmingham with that bloody over trouble <laughs> um Question eight: Who was Mar- what? Oh, sorry. What was Margaret Thatcher's maiden name? I have a punt if you don't know. Beelzebub. That's Smith. It was Roberts. Uh, who is the current Home Secretary? Current Home is Pretty Patel. Is correct. And uh, number ten, the final one in beer. What does IPA stand for? Indian Pale Ale. That is correct. How many did you get, Liam? You got five out of ten, which I don't think is a bad start. To be fair, five, five out of ten, out of 10 is decent. Solid. The quizzes are hard as well, so yeah, that, that, that was tricky. Some of them, some of them weren't too bad, but some of them are tricky. So I think five out of ten is a solid start. Yeah, not not too bad for that. I lost the air. The questions were all over the place. You didn't know where to settle your brain down. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's well, we, we were we were gonna do like ten politics questions, of pure politics. Then we was like, fuck, trying to think of ten politics questions every week. So <laughs> we decided to do like five politics questions and then just five random sort. of well, we tried to do like football everything, and then like everything except assassinate his British president, her prime ministers. Yeah, the there shortest you go. serving president stored up here for no reason. Did you? Who <laughs> <laughs> was, was the shortest serving president? Who was it? I didn't know. William Henry Harrison. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, at least you can tell your mates that the pub market about a day after his inauguration. <laughs> And then got pneumonia and died. So. Oh, really? Nice one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it was a fun, fun time for him. Um, yeah. Nice one, Mike. Thank you very, very much for coming on. Um, appreciate that. You are our first, our first uh, contestant on House of Commoners. Five out of ten is a good score. 
can be beaten, can be can be worse. Maybe Watford just, found just, be worse. Just set the bar at the middle. There you go. Set the bar at the middle. Set the bar at the middle. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a nice bar. Um, if you think you can beat Mike, if you think you can beat his score, then feel free to come on, get in contact with us on our Twitter DMs, any form of contact. Um, well, maybe Twitter, mainly Twitter. Don't don't text me. Cheers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you very much for that, Mike. Appreciate that. Have a good evening, yeah, mate. No worries. All the best. Keep up the good work. Come on, you're yeah, awesome, mate. Cheers, man. See you in a bit. <laughs> nice one. So there we go. That was Mike. Um, thank you, Tim, for coming on. And yeah, next week we have got a fan lined up for next week. But if you do want to be involved, then get in contact. We will be trying to go around all the clubs in the 92. Not going to happen, but get as many as we possibly can. And it'll be all right. Um, we'll have had about seven on and like, fuck mate, Danielle's agreed to come on. She's she's a Leicester fan, so she'll represent Wait. Leicester. Um, yeah, that's another thing. We are an inclusive podcast. It's not just blokes. If yeah, obviously. You, if you're a lady who fancies it and you think you can take some blokes to the cleaners with your general knowledge, pardon the pun, um, get yourselves yeah. on. I think they could have. I think they could have easily. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, there we go. That brings today's episode to an end. Like I say, that feature is normally going to be in the middle of the episode, but just happens that it wasn't. Deal with it. Um, have you enjoyed yourself, Liam? It's been a good episode, yeah. I think, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been pushing boundaries a little, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you re-listen to it, nah, we're not editing anything. Let's just fucking put it out. No, nah, there. there was nothing that I thought was like, oh, can't say that. <laughs> There's been a few times where things like that have come out on here, but... Yeah, well, the no proof, can't prove it. <laughs> West Yorkshire police are listening. You got nothing on me, boys. Um, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that was that. That was episode 58. Thank you very, very much for listening. We'll be back again next week, of course, but do get involved with our socials, Pint Politics, Twitter, Instagram. That's the main ones, really. We don't use anything else. Um, and yeah, I'll reiterate again. If you want to come on, if you're a football fan, fly the flag for your team. Five out of 10 is decent as a starting score, but can definitely be beaten. Can definitely be beaten. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves and we will speak to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>